you wake up all exactly at the same time. The morning sun has risen, and it's blindingly bright against the snow. What does everyone do? Um, I think... Did we decide that Elliot had the bed next to the window or Edgar? I don't know. I don't think we did. Oh, we put our stuff down and said we would figure it out later. <laughs> yeah, we did. Who slept where last night? Um, uh, <clears throat> Cassio chilled on the couch. Cassio oh, yeah. The couch. I think Edgar probably took the, the one next to the window. Okay. I think Elliot took, I guess Elliot took the, I think Elliot took the outside one. Everyone kind of, I think in his head, he's like, would have been nice if he left me the window bed. (laughs) (laughs) So what is, um, what does Edgar say as he gets up or does, does he say anything? Is it just, is he blinded by that light when he wakes up? Yeah, I think, you know, he, he wakes up startled and immediately, you know, kind of checks in with everyone else. He's like, I just had the, the most terrible dream. Clint, he, he died. Something tore out his throat. Clint, is that the, uh, the fellow with the cowboy hat? Yes. Oh. Well, that's, that's kind of odd, considering I had a dream of, this, of a similar nature. Really? I remember that guy. What <laughs> 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 Should we go check on him as you're all discussing this you hear a scream from the next car over he is in the car to your left so you just have to go to another sleeping car like this um cassio jumps up from the couch and throws the door open and jumps on his skateboard and takes uh, off down the hall you see the beckers as well come out of their room sort of sleepily um they start heading towards that way as well. Uh, I, accidentally, I accidentally crash into them on my skateboard as they <laughs> they like try to take a step out right as I'm coming by. It's like really poor timing. Yeah, just fuck. What were you going? I don't. Who let that kid with a skateboard on here? Cassio just picks up his skateboard and walks away. Uh, you can see Isra giving like she's she's sort of talking to Deirdre and just sort of saying like stay away from that from that hooligan. He's not. He's no good. Um, uh, yes, yeah, so you are, are are all of you following Cassio, or is it just Cassio going? Uh, I'm definitely in tow. Is Elliot going to check out Clint? Uh, he's putting his uh, pants and shirt on first, but now and then he's heading over behind everyone else. Sweet. Oh yeah, Cassio didn't bother to put a shirt on. Excellent. Awesome. Very cool. Does he sleep in his jean shorts? Yeah. Oh hell yeah. Great. All right. Well, you see, as you get to Clint's room, the Door had been opened, and it's still open. And you turn the corner. Clint McCain is dead. He his blood has dribbled out, soaked the bedsheet. There, uh, he seems to be really rigid and stiff, um, like rigor mortis is set in. He is fully, almost like incredibly pale, uh, almost like life, uh, uh, completely colorless, absolutely devoid of any sort of semblance of life. Um. Yeah, what do you do when you see this scene? The, first, um, the person who screamed uh, was Evelyn. She had just sort of was doing a walkthrough, and she is in that room as well, just sort of sh- struck with horror, staring at Clint's body. Lady, d- did you kill him? <laughs> um, what the? Who the fuck? Uh, I didn't. I didn't kill him. Um, it's a- holy shit. 
What what did you do to him? I didn't I found him here like this. I just I was on my way back from the uh, yeah, um, found him. Huh? Yeah, no, I found him. Uh, oh my god. I'm going to lose my job. Um holy shit. Okay. Uh, wait, you can't be in here. You got to get out of here. Um she starts to offer usher you out of that room. Now, ma'am, I, please, I'm a federal agent. I believe my services may be required in this situation. Um, okay. I pull out my bad. I, I, am oh. also, I am also a doctor and feel as though it is pertinent being some of the limited staff on this train that we investigate this scene and make sure nobody else tampers with it beforehand. How are there so many nerds on this train? <laughs> <laughs> now, young kid, I do not believe that's the appropriate attitude for a situation such as this. All right. Well, listen. Um, I I appreciate the input. I I think first we should just everybody get out of the room. We need to have a meeting. Everybody needs to know what's going on. Okay. I just give it. Give us a second here, and um, she starts to escort y'all out of the room. You do see Clint's body there, but she's going to push you slowly, corral you out of that room, and she hops on the PA speaker, saying, "Everyone, it's an emergency meeting. Um, come to the bar uh, right now, please." Um, the Beckers have walked up too, and they, Deirdre pokes her head in, uh, and she says like, oh, oh my God, she's a teenage girl, you know, uh, sa- Sandy brown hair, just sort of got like her pajamas on, just having woke up, she's pretty sleepy, um, and she seems to be terrified, but not surprised. Um, and Emergency yeah. meeting at the bar, sounds good to me. So yeah, it's yeah. around eight o'clock right now, the, the sun has risen. Um, <clears throat> We're, does anybody else want to do anything right now? Because um, I think we're going to have everybody go. Um, can I like try to get a peek inside the room as we're being ushered out, just to see if there's anything I immediately notice? Yeah, you see, uh, you see that there's some writing in blood um, that Clint was doing on his on the last little bit of white bed sheet that he pulled down with him as he fell. That says uh, it's it's backwards to you right now, but you definitely see an H um, and an A in there. Um, so you get H A as you're looking at that, but you don't know what I it was in reference love to. Or... My cowboy hat. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, he was talking about his ten gallon. All right, everybody. Uh, the PA has has rung through everybody's um, speakers, so everyone is up. They are all gathering at the bar. Everyone seems a little bit like tired and freaked out. Um, no one really knows what's going on. They're kind of milling around. Evelyn comes in with Gabe, who definitely just woke up. Gabe uh, does not know what the hell is going on either. He sleeps in sort of the, um, he's just very, <laughs> he doesn't really notice a lot of stuff that goes on. Um, so Gabe posts, posts up behind the bar. Evelyn comes in and she's, is, she starts talking to everyone. She says, okay, well, I don't want to cause any alarm, but some of us already know this and it's just going to get out faster than I can stop it. So there's been a murder and you hear exclamations. You know, everybody's freaking out. They're all terrified. What? Jack's like in the corner like, my God, there's been a murder on a train. When that news is announced, Edgar's uh, kind of looking around the room, trying to take note of everyone's reaction and see if there's anyone who's not as shocked as they probably should be. Cassio lights a cigarette. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, Evelyn says, well, I'll get to you in a second. Um, Edgar, Evelyn says, you know, well, on a today like today, I could use one too. Do you have an extra? Uh, yeah, and I don't give her one. Okay. <laughs> Wait, I'll hit you up for it next time. Anyway, uh, you see Edgar. Um, Deirdre does not look surprised. She already knew. She saw. Um, you also see 
the um, Dolores uh, just doesn't seem to be as surprised as everybody else um, in this in this room. She seems to be sort of more just like less shocked, generally speaking. Still definitely puts on like a surprised face and like a wow, but um, her energy, her vibe just isn't there. She's just not vibing with the crew. Right. Dolores was one, was one of the, like that weird trio. Evelyn, yeah, and they're, they're all part of that weird trio. Um, Evelyn says to the group, okay, so now I understand that everyone is freaking out, um, but it's my understanding that we have a detective on board, um, and I just wanted to reach out and maybe see if, because I should make this clear, there's no stop in this train. Um, we're going to be on this track for the next week, and we're going to have to figure out something to do with that body and, and keeping everybody safe, because I don't know what the hell has caused this. Um, and the murderer could be in this very room. And everyone is starts freaking out and looking at each other, and they start to back away from each other, going to the sides of the of the room and like grabbing a stool. Sarah is like she's grabbed one of the stools and is like using it as like a um uh like you're in a circus and it's it's one of those things to keep lions and bears and tigers away. Um Brooklyn steps up and she says, Yeah, all right. Uh yeah, I can fucking do this. Yeah, no problem. Listen, everybody, my name's Brooklyn. I need you to calm down. I'm a detective with the NYPD, but, well, recently with the NYPD, I was let go. Um, that's another story, but, yeah, I'm here to, uh, I, I can I can handle this situation, Evelyn. Thank you so much. It does seem like that you said that there was a murder in Clint McCain's room and the, and the victim was Clint himself, correct? Yes. Oh, yes. Um... It seems like he was sliced. You don't need to go into detail. I will get to all of that later. I am going to use everybody in this room. I just need you to go back to your rooms, and I will visit you one by one. Let's keep everybody safe. No one here is a suspect at the moment. Could have been a suicide. You have no idea. Um, I just need everybody to calm down. Well, nobody is saying that this was a murder. This was just an accident. Um, everybody starts to calm down. They seem to like that some authority figure is here. Um, the Beckers decide to go back to their room, and, and people start to slowly scatter out of there. Um, Brooklyn says, I'll start with the ones in the front, and I'll wor- work my way back to the to the end. Um, this is probably going to take all day, so everybody, just be patient. Be, please be safe. Just stay in your rooms. We don't want any other accidents happening. So I'm going to start with, um, I'm actually going to start with you, Evelyn, since you're up in the coal area and in the engine room. Um, She and Evelyn go off together and everybody else starts to disperse from the bar, murmuring and wondering aloud about what happened. Lucius and Dolores say, as um, Evelyn and Brooklyn are leaving, oh, what's going to happen with the body? Who's taking care of that? Brooklyn says, sir, I just need to go back to your room for right now, and we'll, we'll get to that later. We're going to close the door and, and have it just be a, an, an open crime scene. Um, and so they all, they, they take that and they, and they leave as well. So now people are filing out of here. What do you three do? Um, does it seem like there's not really going to be an opportunity to maybe double back and take a look at Clint's room? Oh, yeah, why don't we sneak go over and look at the body? Yeah, we're going to sneak over. Word. Yeah, you got. Yeah, definitely. Hell yeah, go sneak over. Um, are, are you just you're heading there right now before um anybody else sort of sees? I think uh, so. Yeah. Yeah. I think cool. I was going to go to the other guys. Now, listen, gentlemen. Um, 
I may not have stated this fact, but I am a federal agent. Um, yeah, I, you did. I, oh, uh, thank you. Uh, anyway, I'm sure uh, Miss, uh, I, I don't recall her name, but uh, I'm sure she's quite qualified. However, as someone who is no longer on the force, I feel that leaving the situation solely up to her is not uh, the best uh, course of action at this juncture. Therefore, I will be uh, I will be um, spearheading an investigation of the body. All right, all right. You want me to solve it? Okay. <laughs> well, I was gonna I was going to offer you can you can come along uh, if you want. Well, Mr. Edgar specifically was who I was thinking of, but I suppose you are welcome as well. Oh, I I would be more than happy to assist. Um, yeah, this will be this will be good. This will be good for all of us. I'm sure it'll, you know, three heads are better than one. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, you're all headed there. As you're on your way, so you have to pass through your train car, and then you get to the next one. And in the next one are Clint and the uh, three uh, siblings that are that are staying in one of the rooms similar to yours, but they're in the next car to your left. As you pass by the Beckers, you hear Deirdre from inside the room say, I saw something, Mom. I know I did. And you can hear Isra sort of muffledly say, like, I, babe, you have to stay safe. Please stop talking about it. I don't... What are you talking about? They seem to be having an argument about what um, Deirdre may or may not have seen. Is their door closed? And we're just hearing that as we walk by. Their door is closed. Deirdre seems to be very uh, uh, incensed. She seems to be, like, very, very excited about this. Um, not excited, but you know what I'm saying. She's she's animated about this um, thing. So she's yelling. Cassio opens up their door. Kristoff <laughs> uh, whirls around. What the fuck? Uh, please, sir. Who? Oh, uh, he he wanted to talk to you and uh, the girl, and I point to Elliot. Oh, um, yes, my deputy is correct. Um, hello, my name is Elliot Hofstetler. Uh, I'm with the FCC. I uh, I've also taking it upon myself to investigate this matter, and I could not help but overhear that uh, your uh, young child has uh, some uh, has may have seen some. Um, evidence at the at the scene, and was hoping to get the chance to uh, investigate, as it were. Deirdre immediately speaks up, and she's like, "Yes, I saw something." I and Kristoff puts his hand in front of Deirdre, and and he steps in between you two, and he says, "But listen, I don't know what the fuck you think is going on, but this is not. I don't. Please, my daughter does not know what happened. Something happened terrible last night, and I don't know." in the right mind to to speak about it kind of sounds like she does um deirdre goes over and she sits on the couch pouting um and she says listen dad i know i saw something and i'm just gonna say it and you can't stop me and he kind of gets exasperated um sir i don't know who you work for but my parents were the, FCC. the fcc aren't yeah, they like the boring people who like do uh, boring things Yes, as far as you know. Okay. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, I saw... <sighs> I was just, like, walking around because I couldn't sleep, so I went outside in the hall to, like, see if people were up and if I could talk to anybody. And I was walking around, and I saw this huge, gigantic ghost floating along the hallway as I stepped out of my room. And it was going towards that man's room. It was purple, had purple skin, long black hair. It was floating. It had this, like, I don't know, just had this, like, terrifying, it was so scary. And she starts to cry. 
Uh, young ma'am, thank you for your information. Um, I promise I will do all in my power to uh, rectify this situation and uh, bring justice to the um, elderly uh, deceased Clint. Uh, thank you very much for your time and uh, God bless. Okay, FCC man, I hope I hope that you figure it out. Uh, please call me Elliot Hofstetler. <laughs> please um, call me by my full name. <laughs> <laughs> Elliot, Elliot will lean down and be like, I appreciate how brave you are being and you're being a huge help in this investigation. And just know that if you need anything or if you don't feel safe, don't be afraid to grab one of us and we'll be happy to make sure everything's okay. Thanks. Uh, I don't really know you, but thanks. Oh, my name's Edgar. Although, uh, pref if you were preferably one of, the t one of us that does not have an obscene word written on their um, knuckles. That is also what? Yeah. Um, yeah, Christoph says, Okay, thank you very much. Um, please, I just need to talk to my family. Uh, if you can just leave the room, that would be... Yes, you got what you wanted. And that's... Time. Um, do y'all leave? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, no, we do. Sweet. All right, on your way to check out Clint. The... Evelyn, you can see Evelyn, as you enter into that car, Evelyn and Brooklyn are at the very end of it, and they're just heading into that conductor um, room where Evelyn stays. So they are out of earshot as you guys head into here. Do you walk, you walk straight up to the room? Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, as you enter, so you see the scene before. You've seen Clint. He's just laying there, um, sort of half on the bed, half off of it. You see that the the there's been this pool of blood that's collected all along his his white bedding. He's got a really nice room. He's definitely got the nicest room here. Um, it's still definitely very like old fifties era um, kind of kitschy looking wallpapers and paisley, and it just still sort of smells old in here. And now it kind of smells like dead bodies, so it's a little bit grosser. You see Clint though. His hat uh, has been placed on his bedside table. His uh, his hand is laying out by his side where he was writing something, and you can see those letters along the floor as well, along the bed sheets as well. He seems to have dragged them down with him. There uh, is no, there is nothing that seems out of place. There was no struggle. There was nothing that was um, that was knocked over or anything like that. It's just that he's fallen off of his bed, and there's a bunch of blood everywhere. Um, yeah, what do you guys do? Is there anyone else in the room, or are we just the only ones? You're the only ones. Um, everyone else seems to have followed Brooklyn's orders. They seem to be. They seem to have been pretty spooked and just needed someone to listen to. And Brooklyn was um, was was strong enough of a of a leader that everyone yeah. followed. Um, I am going to search Clint's body for the Heartstone. You do not find it. There's nothing in there. Um, could I? use magic to try to detect if there's any of the creature like has it been around recently since last night or is it anywhere nearby i'm gonna say i'm gonna say this um you definitely can roll uh use magic okay. if you want to see um if you can get because of your your study of the supernatural and your proclivity towards it um i think if you want to see if you can pick up any sort of magical um dealings here just to see if it was supernatural in any form you can do that okay 
Uh, how do I roll magic? Is it just plus weird? Oh, yeah, it's just plus weird. So whatever your weird is, uh, you roll two d six plus that. Not okay. So two d six plus my weird is oh god, my weird is two. So two d six plus two. Ten. That's Ooh, ten. Nice. So the magic works without issues. Choose your effect. Um, I guess sort of like is there any sort of trail that we might be able to like follow around and see where the ghost came from? Tell me how Edgar does this. So Edgar is in this room, he's trying to find any sort of supernatural um so, thing. What is what is Edgar's magic style like? So Edgar, he kind of like grabs the end of his gloves and like pulls them tight on his hands and he starts muttering under his breath incantations and making weird hand signs uh, and like falling around the room and just kind of feeling for something. Uh, and maybe like if he does find anything, he either gets the sense or maybe it like glows in some ways, kind of what, what I think he's looking for. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. So as you're doing yeah. these sort of these arcane symbols with your hands and you're and you're looking for certain things, you hear like a, a voom and you see um this purple line that sort of becomes this very vague form of a humanoid, of some sort of amorphous being. It's not it doesn't seem like it is a ghost. It seems like it's a memory of a ghost, um, or of some sort of supernatural thing here. Is just Edgar seeing that or are we all seeing it? I'm going to say that uh, everyone can see this. Yeah, I'm going to say that this magic is out there. Edgar has uh, pulled it from wherever it is and placed it into the corporeal world. Hey, uh, excuse me there, Edgar. I'm uh, not sure if my eyes are just playing tricks on me, but uh, what the fuck? Oh, um, do you think that's like his like his heart? Do you think he had a heart attack? Look at all the blood. Uh, so <clears throat> I... I guess this is as good a time as any. Uh, Edgar is going to walk over to the door of the train car and, and close the door and say, well, I'm going to be frank with both of you. Um, as you know, I, I am an educator. Um, I didn't and, know that. Yes, I, <laughs> I also I, didn't know I, that. I mentioned it several times. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm an educator. and um, What do you teach? Well, mostly the sciences, chemistry, physics, so on and so forth, but I've always had an interest in the arcane, and, well, I don't know how else to put this, but all the things that you thought were fake, magic, monsters, all of it is very much real, and... So the Earth really is flat? Yeah, well, that jury's still out on that one. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Depends on what books you read, but... um, this is part of my study. Um, when I mentioned I was a doctor earlier, it's not a you know a medical doctor. I, I have a doctorate, um, but yes, so I, I kind of specialize in in this sort of stuff. So if we could just kind of keep it on the on the down low, I'd be very grateful for that. Yeah, sure. Um, no, just you know, processing the fact that my entire worldview. Uh, is now um, completely different and incorrect. But uh, anyway, actually, while we're uh, revealing stuff, uh, 
you know, since you, you seem like a, you know, overall trustworthy group, um, I may have mentioned that I am with the FCC. Um, yeah. Bunch of yeah. nerds, right? Well, hang on, sir. Um, that I may have still been deceitful in that it was uh, not the federal... Um, fuck, sorry. I, forgot. I looked it up last time and I forgot what the second C is. It's okay to uh, I'm with the uh, Federal Communications Commission, but it's actually the uh, Federal Cryptozoology Commission. And I am here in the um, study of uh, various uh, ghouls and ghosts and other uh, creepy doodads. Ooh. Well, it... Oh, Cassio, what, what about you? What's... Yeah, what, what about you? Well, uh, I the thing I I could do a kickflip, and then no, Cassio tries to do a kickflip. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm gonna say, aided by the supernatural uh, forces here in this Ooh. room, you you fucking land it, like you crush it. Yeah, like that. Uh, uh, Elliot is very impressed. Cassio. <laughs> I can imagine Cassio just jumped up in the air and like this ghost just reached down and flipped the skateboard over and then he just landed <laughs> on it. As yeah, and actually, so as you're like having this conversation, the ghost is like this this form of of whatever was here is still in the room and it's moving in and out of the door, making a left turn out of it, going back towards like your rooms and the rest of the um, Oh holy shit, that thing's still there. Oh my god. Yeah, no, it's still, it's like very much just like kind of on a, on a loop. It seems to be repeating its last few seconds of movement in a reversed, in a reverse motion. So it's, you can see it's sort of um, tendril reaching out towards where Clint was. And then that retracts and it moves out of the room and into the hallway just for a second. But it seems to be repeating that. It doesn't seem to go much further. Um, I forget. Did I tell you guys about the Heartstone before? I told you about it, butthole. Right. Uh, <laughs> thank you. What is this heartstone? I don't believe I've uh, been acquainted with this artifact. <laughs> well, when I was speaking with Clint uh, the other night, he told me about this artifact called the heartstone. Basically, it is a small stone that you can trap souls inside. And his plan was uh, to trap as many souls as possible in it. And then when he died, instead of going to hell, he would trade the, the heartstone with the devil. Uh, as a means of escape. But right now that's missing. And whatever thing killed him, I'm guessing also is looking for it or currently has it. So who knows what this thing is going to do. I presume it's probably going to try to take as many souls of passengers on the train as it can. Um, But I also worry if this train stops and we off board, this thing's loose. I uh, can't say I care for that. That's fucked. Yes, it is indeed frit. Um Should we follow follow the uh, the trail? As you're all talking about what to do, um, just a few other notes about the room. Uh, you do see Clint's uh, sort of like personal belongings on the nightstand next to his 10-gallon hat. He's got a, a journal, a phone, um, and a wallet there as well with some keys that he seems to have put. Cassio down. picks up his phone. Sweet. Yeah, it doesn't have any, for like being a Silicon Valley guy, like it has um, no lock. I open all. up his uh, his camera roll. There's a bunch of like really bad selfies of Clint um, that 
seem to maybe have been taken for like a dating service. Um, <laughs> like <laughs> divorced dad on Tinder pictures. Yeah. Oh, and, like, yeah. and this was a throwaway line that I think that maybe he was talking to, <laughs> to, um, Cassio about but he he did make a dating like that's how he got his money he mentioned it to Cassio like he made a dating app called Drilled for oil um technicians uh for you know oil fields all the selfies are from a Dutch angle he's not smiling he's wearing sunglasses yeah they're terrifying I mean they're just really really bad um one of them's a picture with a fish (laughs) Cassio texts some of them to himself Um, as you're scrolling through these pictures as well, you see some pics of like sweet, look, like you see a sweet looking ripstick. Um, there's a oh, couple of like shit. really cool looking like doodads and things in there. Um, you're not entirely sure. It seems like he's put them in his possession somehow. They, they've been like loaded into boxes and he's taking pictures of them. Um, yeah, that's I want to, I want to look around this room for that ripstick. It's not, yeah, you don't see anything in here. This is like, this room just yeah. has like his luggage and stuff like that. Uh, if you do remember at the beginning um, of the uh, of last session, um, Gabe talked a little bit about how Clint's um, personal possessions were in the cargo hold. Um, you got y'all y'all would have heard that there was there was a bunch of uh, okay okay I understand. Um, can Elliot? Can I just like investigate? You just want to investigate a mystery? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally, go for it. You have to roll plus sharp. Yeah, I don't like that. God damn. <laughs> that means I, I literally got a two because I have a plus one to sharp. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are now the most experienced out of all of us. Amazing. That's true. Um, yes, yeah, so let's see. Investigate a mystery. You <laughs> Yeah, what happens on a one on a fail? You don't find you find fuck dick all in this room. You're uh experience in uh or lack thereof in the field um has not prepared you for this kind of situation you feel definitely a little bit outclassed by what you're seeing here and you can't seem to make heads or tails of maybe like something that went wrong well uh yep sure seems like it was the ghost that done it there doesn't seem to be anything in here that um, outside of his his personal belongings that you've picked up his phone and he's still got the wallet and journal there and his 10-gallon hat, um, you do notice, as you were looking before, at those letters, they say H-A, and then it seems to be the start of some curved letter after that that you noticed as you were peeking in. So H-A and then something curved. Um, let's see, is there anything else in here that you guys can check out? No, you've seen the ghost, you've seen all that stuff, great. What do y'all do? Do you... So yeah, this ghost is like kind of gesturing for us to leave the room, right? And go follow it somewhere else? Essentially, yes. The ghost is coming out. It's, it's essentially on a loop going out of the room, showing you where it had gone, where, where it had come from. As it moves out of the room, though, it seems to lose its a form and shape as if it's not as strong. Like, this is where the, the supernatural thing happened. This is where the death happened. Um, so it loses that, that shape as it leaves the room. I wonder if we bring the body will the <laughs> if we carry the body with us will the spirit maintain I, its strength <laughs> I, I mean I think that we're just seeing like the trail of it not necessarily like yeah. in relation to the body um, we should also probably check out the 
written blood on the wall and like the rest of his belongings besides his dating profile pics. What else is even important? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think we solved the mystery. <laughs> um, so we're not. I don't have to leave yet, but. Um, when the ghost is kind of exiting the room, is it moving in one direction or the other as it goes out of this? Yes. Um, you can start to see it moves to... Um, if you're looking... It would be like moving back towards the end of the train. So Clint's room is the very first on the train. He got like the first class. And then um, next door are those, uh, the three siblings that are a little bit wacky. And then it's you guys in the next car. And he's head, and the, the ghost is heading that way. That okay, got it. Um, Edgar wants to, what was the message on the wall in blood? It just says H A and then the start of another curved letter letter. H perhaps an R. Do we know the name? Do we know anyone whose name starts? With- There's Harry blonde again. <laughs> Is that his name? <laughs> Who? Huey. 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 Um, Oh, that's out. Uh, is the why was this butthole laughing at us as he died? <laughs> he just wrote ha. Huh? <laughs> um, is there, um, is there anything in his wallet that's interesting? Can I investigate a mystery, something like that? Uh, no, there's there's nothing in his wallet that stands out to you. Um, he he just has some cash in there. You can see his ID. Um, there's some like unused gym token things that like would get you into a gym that he just like never seems to have taken even the keychain hole out of them. Uh, yeah, there's nothing interesting in his wallet per se. Interesting. Um, yeah, then I'm just going to follow the, uh, follow the, the spirit. Great. Are y'all heading with Edgar as he heads out of this? Um, Yes. I think Elliot is still a bit shaken by the fact that he, I think he feels like he's a bit in over his head. Sure. I think he's going to take the chance to go and like check in on some of the other like passengers, make sure they're okay. Yeah, totally. So he'll break off from the group and go that way. Great. Um, let's just get, who are you going to first? Like who would you? Um, I think he's just going to go back to the bar. Great. I'm going to say well, this. That's, that's that way, isn't it? Yes, it is that way. And also most people are going to be gone from the bar because they're going to go back to their room. So just letting you know that there aren't going to, it's not going to be like everybody in there. There might be a few people. Right. Um, yeah, I think I'll start, start off back down there. Sweet. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. So you three exit out of this room. Um, as you start to head down back towards the bar area, that sort of end of the car train, you see that as we pass our room. Yeah. Um, that's on the way, right? Yes, and you're not there yet. Like this is just as you've stepped out of the room, you can see that 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 ghost, that amorphous being, um, starts to disperse as it gets closer to the three, um, the the siblings' room, just like right next door. It's it's a very short okay. trip. Um, yeah. It goes a little bit past it, um, and then just sort of it it ends up just breaking apart and dissolving. It doesn't seem like that the supernatural um, uh, force can sustain itself any longer. Gotcha. And yeah, as you're heading back towards that way, you, uh, yeah, you, you get to, you get to your, your car. Did you, or were you going to say anything about your room? Yeah. Um, Hey, do you guys mind waiting a minute for me? I just, I got to do something in here real quick. 
Sure, why not? Um, Elliot, I mean, sorry, Elliot. Uh, Cassio walks into our our um, room and closes the door behind him. Okay. And, um, I don't know. Five minutes pass. Maybe ten minutes pass. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> uh, and Cassio steps back out, um, and he's wearing a puka shell necklace now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right, let's go. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Hell yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, are you, Edgar, you've, you've seen the end of this trail for the ghost. What is your plan? Uh, where did, I'm sorry, where did we say it was leading? It trailed off where? It just trailed off sort of at the end of the cart um, that it was in, right before you got to this one. So the one, yeah, it, it passed by the three siblings room and then it got to the end of that and it just dispersed right before it got into this part. Can I look around there, see if there's any like maybe markings? I'm wondering if someone maybe summoned the spirit or maybe they left something behind or there's more evidence of the ghost. Sure, there there is no more. It just seems like it. It seems like that supernatural um, uh, power has just sort of gone out right when it hits the end of that. Um, car, the train car. So it doesn't seem like there's any summoning signs or anything like that. It's just, it's just the end of that supernatural line, as it were. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, if I go into the next car, can I start looking around for more clues? Maybe of, I don't know. I, I guess I don't really know what I'm looking for. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Um, I, and you're talking about like the Who's car there as well. I guess that'd be the next question. The car for um, for what? Like, where are you looking now in that? So I've that? gone into the car that is before where the trail dissipated because I'm presuming the ghost came from there. So I'm I want to take note of who who has rooms in that car. Sure. So the only two rooms that are in where the supernatural power is are Clint and the the three siblings, Dolores. Oh. Ralph, and um and lucius and then the the trail disperses and then it gets into your car which is you and the beckers so those are two separate cars you've got you've got clint and the three siblings and then the next car is you and the beckers and then the next car is all of the other people sleeping in like the one bedroom like it's it's a much smaller digs there so it's much more um, individual rooms rather than split three rooms. As you're thinking of what to do, um, Elliot, do you get to the bar? Um, well, I think if if you guys aren't going to the the like the triplets or the trio family, I think I I, I think Elliot would stop in there because they're like the closest ones. Sure. Yeah, we did already talk to them. Okay. Um, you knock on the door. Lucius calls from inside and says, uh, who is it? It's uh, Elliot Hopstetler, living in the uh, car next door. Uh, aren't we supposed to be in our, our rooms? Uh, that is uh, quite possibly true. However, as a uh, federal agent, I took it upon myself to uh, investigate this matter. Okay, well, do you have a warrant? Uh, <laughs> no, I'm afraid not. Uh, I was hoping just as a uh, passenger to passenger, we could uh, discuss the goings on and uh, on account of the uh, recent death. 
Um, yeah, let me, I'll, I'll step outside. And he, Lucius opens up the door and you see Dolores and Ralph hanging out there. You catch a glimpse of Ralph eating what looks like a diseased hot pocket. Um, it's just really repulsive and moldy. Um, and Dolores is sort of sitting there um, in the dark, darkest part of the room, just sort of chilling, hanging out. Lucius steps out. Says, uh, he's, he, remember, he's tall. He's seven feet tall. He's massive. And he steps out and he says, uh, yeah, how, how can I help you? Oh, just wanted to check in, see if, uh, well, you are, uh, seeing as you uh, are a, a roommate next door to the recently deceased, whether or not you uh, heard anything suspicious happening during the night, uh, any, anything you know, out of the ordinary might suggest a, uh, a murder taking place. Lucius looks down at you, um, and he's, he always sort of has like a sickly look about him, and he's got a hard look about him, and he says, you know, that's the weirdest thing. I, I didn't hear anything. He got killed right next door. But I heard nothing. Weird, isn't it? Yeah, uh, quite so. Uh, is there any way to tell if, whether I, I can, I, I think he's lying? You can do read a bad situation. Elliot, you have a hold for, you remember you had rolled so well in the beast area oh, yeah. that you actually didn't need to use. So I'm going to let you use, if you want to, you can still use it for investigative mystery, but you can take that question uh, over into one of these. I think I'll keep, I'll hold the hold for now. Okay, cool. Because I got, I got, because read a bad situation, I do get to use my, um, my sharp, my cool instead of the sharp. So that's a plus. Yeah. Two. Right. So I'll, Ellie has a plus two to cool. Yes. <laughs> what? Have you seen that suitcase? A nine. Great. So you get to hold one. Um, can I kind of interpret what's most vulnerable to me as what can I do to like kind of get this guy to talk more? Yeah. You you look at Lucius, uh, and it's like looking into a an empty void. There's, it's like a brick wall. Like, there's no, doesn't seem like this guy has any vulnerabilities. He is towering over you. He's actually so tall that, like, it's hard for him to stand up straight in this hallway. He's kind of stooped forward. He's got this, um, uh, black, he's got a all black outfit with, like, black skinny jeans, making him look even more sort of tall and lanky with one of those deep v-neck shirts that somehow also elongates. And it's, like, super long. It's, like, doesn't make sense how long that shirt is. He kind of looks like, um, some kind of hipster from a city uh, that has just been stretched out to its limit. Um, he's got some some bracelets on that are like leather cufflinks. Um, just a weird dude overall, but he's got this uh, impenetrable attitude towards him. And it doesn't seem like you could really scare him. He doesn't seem to be frightened of you. How are you and uh, you yours hold, holding up? Uh, you know, I'm sure Scott all was quite shaken. Yeah, we're, um, we're fine, you know. Yeah, I'm getting that sense. We'll be, we'll be okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, now these, I uh, don't mean to pry, but uh, you're traveling with your, with your family here? Are you, uh, you and your siblings? Yep, me and my siblings, God. Uh, it's so good to get out and do things with, uh, with, with your folks. We don't get to get out very often, so it's nice to, to take a break. Yeah, where where are you coming from? If you don't mind me asking, we're coming from uh, from Michigan, actually. 
Um, I, yeah, get out of town. I'm from Green Bay. Get out of town. We're from the um, we're from the the Uper. Are you from the? I won't hold it against you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Well, you got you folks. Uh, feel free to reach out if you need anything from me. Yeah. Absolutely. From uh, one uh, one Midwestern to another. uh, You know, you know how it is. For sure. Um. Yeah. He's he opens up the door, steps back in, and closes it without another word. Uh, well, that's a youper, all right. <laughs> all right. Um, I, sorry, I just had an idea of what I think Edgar would like to do. Sure. Um, I think he wants to see if he can get Castio to hand over Clint's phone and look through and see if any of the contacts match the names of anyone who's currently um, on the on the train. Sure. Yeah. Does Cassio, does Cassio do that? <laughs> um, I guess. Yeah. He'll hand the phone over. <laughs> okay. Okay. So Edgar opens it up and he doesn't really know how to use a smartphone. <laughs> he's, he's like, like he, he knows they exist and that they're a thing, but yeah. here I can help you. And then, um, Cass like, Edgar's holding the phone, but Cassio is trying to like use it while he's holding it, and it's going really poorly. <laughs> um, does he have any games on his phone? <laughs> does he? <laughs> um, Clint has uh, Clint has the uh, a Flappy Bird. He's got Flappy Bird on his oh, phone. And Cassio yeah. opens up Flappy Bird while Edgar is holding the phone <laughs> <laughs> and starts playing it. Amazing. Uh, you're crushing it as you're playing. This is a well-worn. Uh, Clint has made his way through several uh, levels, and he's he's doing pretty good. He's also got like Candy Crush, like he's got all like the old people games on his phone that he plays. Oh, nice! <laughs> he doesn't have them in any sort of arrangement either. There's no like folder for games. It's just oh. all over the place, unorganized. Yes, yeah, so Castio is is helping Edgar figure out how to use the phone. Uh, no, I, I want to see his. I just want to see his content. Yeah, look, I'm gonna look. If you you want to go through the pipes. Wait, what? <laughs> the are in the pipes. Oh, my God. <laughs> As you get to his contacts, you see... Uh, there. I mean, there's a whole bunch of people in here. There's a bunch of, um, yeah, you know, it seems like work contacts, people that he's been in um, doing dealings with, but there doesn't seem to be... There's nobody from this train that you have seen that is on his contacts. Do you have any recent calls, maybe from last night? He, let's see, does he have any recent calls from last night? Yeah, he left a message um, to his assistant, um, Jeffrey, who's back in, you can see it's like Jeffrey, Jeffrey Trawler, back in um, in Silicon Valley, uh, and he seems to have left, left a message there for him. Um. I don't know. Can you listen to the messages that you've left on people's phones? I don't think so. No. I don't think so. But that, no. that's unless the you, Unless you text them a voice memo. Yeah. Maybe that, that, that's kind of a boomer thing to do. Text a voice memo? <laughs> yeah, let's say he texted a voice memo. So he, he texts a voice memo and he says, um, you can see it's to, it's to Jeffrey T. Uh, and, and it just says something along the lines of, well, hey, you can see, and it's like, you know, he, you can press it. As you press play, um, you hear a lot of fumbling. And at the start, it's like very far away. He, the sound quality isn't too great. And it's like, oh, I have to put it close to my mouth. 
I forget that every time. Um, I imagine part of it's like he thinks he's doing the speech to text thing, but he's just yelling and being like, period. Right, <laughs> right. Like, oh, <laughs> Jeffrey, comma, period. Um, he says, all right, so Jeffrey, I, I just I just got out of a, a, a nice conversation with a couple of gentlemen on the train here. And I know that you won't really receive this because we're out of cell service, but I figured I'd leave it for you anyway. In case I don't get back, because right now things are developing very, very quickly. Seems like people know about the Hearthstone. Can't tell if I'm in danger here, but I know that with this piece of power that I have, things are stalking me. And I don't know who it is, but I just wanted to let you know that if I do die, you get the collection to all of my cowboy boots. You get every single last cowboy boot that I have. Nothing else. You get, you get nothing. But you do get the cowboy boots. Oh my God, Jeffrey killed him to get the boots. It's all lining up. Um, you can also hear him say, "There are a few people I suspect on this train, but I don't even want to say their name." I wish he would have. <laughs> it goes like, "No, please." Siri, please say the names. As as you guys are talking, you feel a wisp of really frigid wind blow past your head. And it moves through the cart all the way to the back, and you see the door. It's like one of these, you know, it's like a swinging door that opens up into the next room, which is the bar. Um, you see that door lightly push open as if something has moved through there. Um, and it and it seems to continue to head through the rest of the car. Uh, Edgar's gonna like tap Cassie and be like, "Let's go, follow it." Cassio takes off, like <laughs> way ahead of Edgar. <laughs> Edgar hops on Cassio's back and they <laughs> they skateboard down the train car. No, Edgar's Edgar's just gonna. Great, Elliot, are you going with them? Uh, yeah. Cool. Y'all make your way through the bar. Um, nothing seems out of ordinary here. Doesn't seem like anything is stopped. There's nobody in the bar. Game isn't even here. You get to the library. The library does have Moon in there. So as you're as you're moving through these cars, um, the library uh, Moon seems to be curled up with a a, a book in a nook, um, just just reading away furiously. She's reading. She's reading pretty furiously. Do you stop and say anything to her? Or are you just heading through? Or are you looking for this for this cold wind that passed through? Edgar's uh, just going straight for it. Elia's gonna stop and hang out, but <laughs> be like, whoa, yeah, hello. <laughs> cool. I'm gonna say, Elliot, you stop. Edgar and Cassie, are you still moving along with this? You can see at the end of the library, uh, one of the other like little doors just poofs open again. It seems to be moving its way through the. Um, through the through the whole train. Damn. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah we're I'm just, just going. Great. I'm making my way back to the cargo bay. I want to find that ripstick. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Elliot. As you, uh, uh, Moon Moon looks up from her reading. And she's like, Elliot, hi. How are you? Okay. Uh, are you-, you know, all things considered, I feel like I'm, you know, holding up okay. I, how are you? I'm good. I. Yeah, I'm fine. I just, um, anytime that 
I get stressed about something I have to read, um, and I couldn't sit in my room anymore. So, um, I don't yeah, know. What's, I just, that? what's that you're reading there? Oh, this. Um, and you can see that she's pulled out a book very similar to Hades' favorites. Um, it's just it's generally about demons and fiends and about the supernatural, um, especially being in the overworld and their their doings there. It's got um, lots of pictures of these like horrible, <laughs> gruesome events occurring. All right. Uh, she, and she says, um, "Oh, it's just some light reading. Uh, was just you know just doing some." I really like the supernatural, so I'm just sort of reading about that. It makes me. Oh yeah, you know. uh, me too. Actually, I'm a big uh, fan of uh, cryptozoology, uh, paranormal, mystical stuff like that. Oh, oh, really? who's what's your favorite yeah. cryptid? Oh, uh, you know, I, that's embarrassing, but I grew up searching for the hodag. Oh my gosh, the hodag! I know, I know. I love it. The hodag is so cute. It's kind. I mean, it kind of just looks like an ugly dog. It is an ugly dog, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, I always wanted to be one to catch it and bring it home to my ma, but uh, you know, no such luck. Sure, I'm a I'm a big foot gal myself, so I've always just been sort of um, just enamored with that whole large, gigantic, hairy man thing walking through the woods. That's uh, actually why I got into the outdoors in general. Oh, yo, I would uh, you know, I that's you know, I tried to get into that the whole dag. He dragged me out, but uh, you know. Old man allergies, he had dragged me back in, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm so sorry. I, I wish that they would find a cure for that, for your tree. Uh, uh, but, you know, one problem at a time, you know. We got a, uh, ain't going to solve that one sitting here on this train, huh? Right. Um. Well, I am actually, I do have to say, I'm working on a project. Um. So I'm going to get back to reading. Oh, sure. I, I won't take up any more of your time. Okay, awesome. And I probably got to get back to my room soon because... Um, Brooklyn's going to be coming in at some point to talk to me, but um, I'll see you around later, okay? Yeah, well, uh, see ya. Okay, cool. Does she uh, does she take the book with her? She takes the book with her. Oh, dang it, okay. Yeah. She, yeah, she takes the book with her. She seems to go back to her room. Ellie, um, Edgar and Cassio have made their way through the library and they they have moved into the tea house. Are you chasing after them? Um, I think he might snoop around the library sure yeah you snoop around let's actually go to let's go to edgar and cassio for one second y'all are in the tea house this is what it looks like this is the first level um you just see some like some places to sit there's like tables all around they've got a lot of um little just sort of nooks and crannies for you to hang out in imagine that there's uh it's a little bit more (laughs) <laughs> resplendent in this. This seems to be sort of one of the places that they put the most money in. And actually, as you walk in, you see that there's um, a second floor to this. It's above you, and there's windows on all sides of this. So it's the brightest room here. Um, and you actually see at the very end of the tea house, because there's so much light pouring in, there's this refraction of um, what looks like some small, like dog sized flying shape like it just kind of looks like it's got a couple of legs and a, and a tail maybe as it's like flying through the air and that's what is pushing this door so it pushes the door again and it goes into um the next room and this is the top level of the tea house that little black rectangle in the middle surrounded by the the brown part is that it's just as if you were like looking down that's sort of like um you can see the stairs on the other side of that so that's a <laughs> the lower part of the tea house is under gotcha i get it yeah um it was really hard to to make that but um, 
yeah, y'all make your way to the bestiary. It seems to keep going, and you get to the caboose, the cargo room. So this is what that looks like. Um, and the that that being that that whatever that was doesn't seem it you can't readily see it. It doesn't seem to be um there. Yeah, I, I think Edgar's going to uh you know raise his hands ready for anything that might come out. He's gonna be like, Cassio, be very careful around these things. We're like we're in danger right now. Um Cassio's gonna pull his nunchucks out. <laughs> and right he's gonna... before yeah. yeah, he's gonna run straight to the back of this train car. Oh shit! Um, yeah, Cassio runs straight to the back of this train car. You hear as you're running, sort of at this end here, um, and it looks like sort of right in between these two little boxes. You hear a bu- a couple of voices, like three voices that are just low murmuring and talking. As you get there, you the voices stop. You stop right around here where you hear them, and you don't see anything in this little area, but you heard voices that were happening right there. He starts flailing his nunchucks around. Um, as you do that, these puffs of smoke, um, uh, ice, and wind and snow, they puff right out of that room, and the, and there are a separation of three of them. Let me grab my um, my notes here for one second. But there's a separation of three of them, and it looks like you've got some ice in there, some smoke, and some steam. The steam is the one that you recognize from what you were just chasing. It's got sort of like the lightest color, and it refracts as if it was in light, just being like a a bunch of steam flowing along. They start to circle you, and as they form, they form into these impish-looking creatures with hollowed-out, devilish eyes, um, each of them a different color, the ice blue and um crystalline in structure they're still a little bit amorphous they seem to shift between being like really solid and being much more of their ephemeral forms and then the smoke is uh the smoke looking one is is almost looks like someone rolling coal like it's got that kind of billowy aspect to it as it's floating around your head they're making a circle around you um and uh then you finally see that steam one as it's sort of coalescing into these um sort of larger water droplets almost like it's condensing and it's you start to hit there like, oh, what the fuck? We were just trying to look for something. What the hell? That one, um, the steam guy looks over and he, he says, I told you we can't trust any of these fucking people. They all annoy us all the time. And then the ice um, looking amorphous uh, impish being is like, um, oh, God, we're going to have to kill this asshole, aren't we? As they start to circle around you, um, you can see their claws come out of their arms, out of their hands um, as they start to close in on you, Cassio. Um, from a Damn. distance, can Edgar shoot a ball of lightning at them? <laughs> <laughs> yes. If you if you fuck this up, um, there will be consequences for this. Consequences. Consequences. I'm just saying that this is a this is a sick roll. I want you to do it. But there are you are shooting you are shooting lightning in a um in a room full of of objects. So yeah, I'll just do keep it. that in mind. You'll just do it. okay, hell yeah. Um roll me uh let's see, let's see. What are you particularly trying to do? Are you trying to hit them or are you trying to hit something? Uh, I'm trying to hit them um and just like Pretty much Castio's safety is like Edgar's number one concern at the moment. Great. Are you aiming at any particular um, one of them or just? Um, I'll aim at the 
the frost one. Um, I'm sorry to interrupt this. I think that I missed something that my character is supposed to be able to do earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, I have an ability called what could go wrong. And it says, uh, whenever I charge into immediate danger without hedging my bets, uh, I can hold two and then I can spend the hold to inflict a harm. So when I said I ran in there with my nunchucks, can I have maybe inflicted one harm on, on one of these guys? Yes, absolutely. Um, you see, as you, um, you, you, you swung your nunchucks down and it sort of dispersed these um, beings hiding in that little area. They seem to have gone like invisible. And then the, when you hit them, they, um, th- that, that um, illusion wore off. Okay. Um, as you did that, the ice method, um, he, well, I just revealed what they are, but the ice imp looking thing, um, it doesn't seem to be reforming as quickly. It seems like you had gotten it hit pretty well, but it doesn't seem to be like deathly hurt. It seems to be recouping as it okay. as it um, is going, but it does seem like you can disperse them in a way that allow that that makes it hard for them to move around. Gotcha. Okay. I just wanted to make it known that I did smack the fuck out of my nunchuck when I ran in there. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That I that uh uh yeah, that guy felt it for sure. Okay. Cool. So. Um, let's see, Edgar, you're going to roll, um, I think this is kick, kick some ass. Yeah, so, do, do you have any target that you're specifically looking for among these three, or are you just trying to hit any of them? Uh, I was going to aim for, like, the frost one, um, boom, seven. <laughs> nice, perfect, so that, um... You and whatever you're fighting inflict harm on each other. The amount of harm is based on the establishment of Right. So you uh tell me how how this works. You like what's your what's your approach to shooting this lightning bolt at this um frost? Uh, I, I mean, I think Edgar sees him, you know, lunging at Cassio. Immediately he's, you know, sputtering incantations and kind of throws a lightning bolt at an arc. So maybe it like hits the imp and then arcs back at him a little bit. It kind of like completes a circuit. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, you you make this motion and you shoot the lightning bolt out. Um, this uh, this method, this imp explodes. The water in the um, in those like ice molecules, they you know they charge up with so much electricity and power that they just sort of burst out from wherever they can't stay where they are, and they completely explode and shatter. As as that happens, he goes. Oh, fuck. And it just like blows him to pieces. And you see the other two and they say, holy shit, Tud. Oh, my God. He fucking killed him. I can't believe it. And they're completely um, they seem to be heartbroken. But um, yeah, you're going to take it it arcs back and it hits. I'm going to say it hits you for one harm. So I also have enchanted clothing. What? Um, Yes. Pick an article, article of everyday clothing. It's enchanted without any change in appearance. Take minus one harm from any source that tries to get get at you uh, through the garment. Perfect. And I selected my vest. Great. So this lightning arcs back, and your vest almost acts as a grounding uh, thing. It just sort of absorbs the lightning as it goes in. You can see it sort of ripples with electricity, um, and like that lightning sort of moves through it. But it doesn't seem to harm you at all. But if it had come back, it would have given you quite a, quite a bit of a shock. So that, yeah, that <laughs> that imp gone, totally done. Um, and then I'll, I'll say to them, we don't mean to, we don't want to fight, but if you are the ones that murdered uh, 
Clint, or you're going to come at us. We will defend ourselves. Uh, you see, as you're talking, the um, that steam um, monster, he... Uh, he seems to manifest this gigantic eye that is in a necklace around his um, around his neck, and he says, um, "You see this shit? You see this shit, uh, Master? They, I, these are the fuckers who did it. They killed Tud. They killed fucking Tud." Um, and he disappears along with the smoke monster. They both go invisible, um, and you're not sure where they went, but you feel another breath of ice and smoke like pass by you, steam and smoke pass by you as they seem to head out of this um, area. Um, could I, when they pass by, does it feel like they're going for the door behind me? Um, yes, it definitely seems like they're heading towards that way. Can I create an electrical wall that covers that door? <laughs> <laughs> um so it seems like the the basis of your power is electricity and maybe yeah, that's that's the stick <laughs> that's the stick um like an electrical I, and are you saying that the door like won't open or anything like that or that they'll so pretty much i have like there are certain kinds of attack spells that you can make um, <clears throat> and one of them i have is wall so usually you would use it as a barrier which is you know what i'm doing now so i'm trying to catch capture them in the car so we can hopefully have a conversation because it sounds like there's you know stuff to be gleaned here um but yeah so i would like to to try to do that (laughs) yeah yeah go for it um roll i'm gonna say if you're just trying to keep them here um let's it's listed as an attack spell so i don't know if that uh oh wait hold on when you use these spells to kick some ass, roll weird instead of tough. Oh, cool. Yeah, also, yeah, you should have been doing that. My bad. Um, I didn't read. So. Yeah, let's do, let's do kick some ass again um, for that, because you're still in the middle of a fight. So uh, that's going to be... I think I get how this works now. Weird. Yeah, 2d6 plus 2. 2. Boom. Holy weird. shit. Damn. Holy shit. <laughs> well, that was um, 2d6 plus 2 plus 2, on, uh, oh. as I can see it. So that is a 13. So you still, I mean, you crushed it. Like, whatever. Does, you fucking m- murdered this. You got an 11. Um, oh, uh, that's... Okay, yeah, sorry, sorry. No, that's okay, that's okay. Uh, yeah, so as you, as you turn around, you know, you do that same sort of motion with your hand, but then this, like, gigantic wall of electricity pushes up behind you right in front of that door. Um, <laughs> you see the um both of these monsters push up against it and they disperse again but they form quickly they don't seem to be affected by the lightning in a harmful way like the ice one was um and the one the the steam monster says oh fuck he's gonna be so fucking mad with us holy shit um oh fuck oh fuck oh fuck Uh, and i'll I'll just say listen we don't have to fight if you don't want to Fuck, listen, fuck you, buddy. Uh, the steam one raises his hands and gives you the middle... Uh, the, the smoke one raises his hands and gives you the middle finger. He's just like, fuck, fuck you, I'm not fucking talking. You can't make me talk. Okay, you don't you don't have to talk. Just listen to begin with. Um, we are what, some of the passengers along this car. One of the other passengers was murdered last night. And 
it seems like it could have been from some form of monster. I'm not. Is this is this Steam one still here listening to him talk? Yeah, the Steam. So they're they're all the way here. So Cassio Cassio pulls out a gun and shoots it. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Yeah. Roll. Roll. Kick some ass for me. <laughs> Did you get a gun? You're you pull out a gun. <laughs> Holy shit. That's <laughs> fucking sick. Oh, you got a three? <laughs> okay. Um, oh fuck. Alright, so damn, I can take a hard ass move against you. Uh <laughs> you roll, kick some ass. This so you see Cassio, Cassio in the background. Um, just tell me what your what your uh, thought process is, is Cassio. You're just like you're watching Edgar put up this lightning wall, um, and and these two. So Cassio, Cassio is riding high right now because he's been practicing with his nunchucks for a long time, but he's never been able to go lightning fast with them. Sure. And all of a sudden, he was fighting this weird little imp thing, and he realized he went lightning fast, and. <laughs> This little imp blew up with the lightning from how fast he's going to this nunchucks. So now he feels like he's like all powerful. So he's just ready to take down these other imps that tried to kill him. Um, because he heard. I mean, he walked in the room and they were like, "I guess we got to kill this guy." So yeah. he's like, he's fighting back. So he, he reached into his fanny pack and he pulled out a little revolver. And uh, he you shoot sh- Elliot. Shot as, you, as you fire, you shoot Elliot right in the back. Um, Elliot, oh I want you to take one harm, but your vest absorbs. Uh, you take two harm, but uh, take one away from your vest. Um, as your vest absorbs most of that impact, um, it's it sort of like takes in that, and it looks like it has a sort of a ripple effect again, like it's absorbing all of that power. Um, but you still get knocked pretty hard on your, um, on your, on your, on your feet, on your knees. Sorry, you just sort of like take a knee as um, as Cassio shoots you from the back of the caboose. Oh my god, Cassio! What the hell? Did you just shoot me? When did um, you get a gun? As as you as you get shot, um, your concentration on that wall ends, and you can't you can't uh, keep it up anymore. And the two use the two. Um, monsters use that as their chance to get out. Um, but as they do, you hear the um, you see the smoke one sort of bop the steam one on the head and say, "Oh fuck, uh, Lucius is gonna fucking kill you!" As he heads out of the room. And, um, yeah, so they they're gone. They they bounced out of here and they went invisible as they leave. Um, Cassia comes running over to Edgar. Oh my god. Yo, are you okay? Did you just shoot me? Uh yeah. What why? Yeah, I did. Why did you do that? Uh well the the things I they were bad and uh Cassio They were made of smoke and stupid. <laughs> Oh my god! Just, just stay here, and Cassio leaves the caboose. <laughs> Don't leave me alone. <laughs> um, he's he's gonna run back to the the library where we last left Elliot. 